This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back. Silver and Black Today, segment two, our Thursday edition. Thanks for being with us, Raider Nation. What are you going to do this weekend? No Raiders football. Now, coming off a loss, that's even worse, I know. But uh, get out and do something fun. Maybe donate your time to a charity, go out with your buddies, do whatever you got to do, spend some time with the family, uh, and we'll continue to talk Raider football with you. Mo Moten, Scott Colbranson, back with you on our Odyssey original podcast. Also, find us on YouTube. Subscribe and hit the notifications bell, and also subscribe and put on auto-downloads for the podcast. That helps us significantly. Mo and I would appreciate that greatly. You'll get the show every time we pump out an edition. Speaking of every time... Uh, because the week's a little out of whack due to Monday Night Football, our mailbag show, which we usually do on Wednesdays, will now be tomorrow on Friday. So heading into your weekend, you'll get a little bit of our lighter fare uh, with Mo and I answering questions from Raider Nation and having some fun with all of you. So make sure you tune in to the show tomorrow. Okay, Mo, let's jump into uh, what some people will love because it's it will be seemingly more negative and other people will... Uh, not like because it's a tough subject to talk about at this point, which is Darren Waller. So we look at Darren Waller and what's going on with him. Uh, it's hard to figure, uh, you know, the Raiders had the opportunity to lock him up to a longer term contract. They did that. We, you and I both, you more strenuously and I think vocally had said, listen, wait, there's no reason to hurry. He's got two years left on his deal uh, and he's not being a problem. So wait till this year, let him prove himself and then go out and pay him. Um, and so, so what's happened since then is they gave him the money and he's not been available and he's not performed well. He's had moments, but he's also had terrible moments where he's dropped important balls. He's knocked balls up in the air that were intercepted in the end zone, so on and so forth. Uh, when you look at this with Darren Waller, the question I'm going to I'm going to ask the big question up front after five games. Uh -oh. Was this a bad deal for the Raiders to make at this moment or is it just a bad break with Darren Waller in health? 17 million per year uh, is it when you look at Darren Waller's production so far, is that what you expect when you pay a guy 17 million a year on a new contract? And I would answer emphatically no. So right now, this is not a good look for the Raiders. Now, it's still early. 
You still have a lot of season left. But as you said, I said, Darren Waller at his age, with his recent history of injuries, soft tissue injuries, he's got an ankle yes. here, he's got a hamstring here, he's got a back here. Pay him for 2022, or at least wait until the midseason if you're going to extend him to a multi-year deal. But pay him for 2022 and see how he does with new coaching staff, with a new system this season. Yeah. And a lot of people said, no, he's got to get the bag, give him his money. <laughs> and I get it. Two had two incredible, two great years, over 1,100 yards receiving, has a franchise record, I believe, catches over Tim Brown. I get it. But when you pay a player, ideally you want to play for future production. Yes. With a little bit of what he's done. Because if you continue to play players for what they did in the past, you're going to continuously overvalue guys. You have to play a player with the understanding that, okay, he did. this is what he did to earn it, the new check, but is he still going to give us premium production going forward? And with his injury history, you had to question it because it wasn't like this popped up out of nowhere. No. Since last offseason, I've been sounding like a broken record sentence. Since last offseason, he's had a litany of injuries, an ankle, a back, shoulder, hamstring, this, this, that. When you add up those things, you have to tread lightly with a with a with a guy like Darren Waller at his age with that injury history. And the Raiders chose to pay yeah. him, and now they're not getting the production. What I said post game, really quick, I want to say what I said post game was, I wonder how severe this injury is because I think the Raiders could have benefited him from him being on the field as a decoy, even because right. you still have to account for him as long as he's on the field. If he was hurt that bad that he couldn't even be on the field, to me that's that's a concern because. People are saying, well, we hope Darren Wall is well after the bye. I'm not so sure about that with his injury history recently. Yes. And and the, the part about this, too, is the discussion. You were so right on with this. And so was Cynthia Freeland from NFL Network. When I had her on our nighttime show in Southern California uh, this past summer towards, towards training camp, I asked her the question, and I want to play this answer. It's a couple minutes long because she touches on a lot of the same subjects you made and made some other good points. So here's Cynthia Freeland from one of our earlier shows talking about whether or not the Raiders should play or should pay Darren Waller heading into this, this 2022 season or what else they could do with their money. So here's Cynthia Freeland. Uh, Cynthia, a couple other random Raider questions here. Uh, first of all, Darren Waller. So we're talking about Hunter Renfro. Everybody that follows the NFL knows the skill set that Darren Waller has. He's first of all got a great story, of course, what he overcame with substance abuse and all that stuff. But he's a fantastic athlete. He's a great player. He's a great receiver. Very hard to cover and to plan for. But he's had trouble staying healthy. He now is due for a raise, technically, if you look at what his production has been. Although the Raiders have to take care of some other issues. If you're the Raiders, would you prioritize signing him now? Uh, or with the two years left on his contract, do you take care of a Renfro, maybe try to fix that offensive line, and then maybe go to uh, Darren Waller next offseason and try to make good there? You know, it's interesting because I think that, you know, the two-year the two year contract guys right now are all across the league asking for their contracts to be renewed a bit early. But if they were smart, and I think that most of them are, you got to look at when the TV money times up because mm. the, the next biggest package is what's going to happen with the Sunday ticket, Sunday ticket, wherever it goes, whomever is the next person to get it. It's not going down in price. It's going up. So 
you know, maybe waiting would be advantageous just for Waller. And maybe that's a win-win for the team because there are some areas that need to be improved and some money needs to be kind of spent and allocated in those areas so that everyone succeeds. But I actually think it could be a win-win here because by the time then Waller is up, then the money, then the, the salary cap for will have gone up. The salary cap will, ceiling will have gone up. So you'll have a chance then to reset and see kind of, and by the way, tight end marketplace is going to keep getting higher too, because there are more pass catching versatile, also blocking tight ends with the kind of skill set that's an up and coming spot in the, in the roster and importance in the roster, as opposed to, you know, before where remember, I remember, you know, Jimmy Graham several years ago trying to get paid like a wide receiver caused all these problems that ultimately led to him leaving the Saints. So now you have more of a precedent for like the Travis Kelsey, these guys who have multiple contracts because they are such effective and efficient pass catchers. So I think it's actually a win-win as long as Waller's not like upset and doesn't want to play, but he doesn't seem to have that attitude. So right. I think it actually could be a win-win all around because the O-line – I, I mean, I'm sorry, but the O line needs the interior O line. You, know, you need, you need some help. I'm not being mean. <laughs> no, yeah, and. and there you go, Mo. I mean, she nailed it right there, right? At the very end, too. She said it several times about they need to spend money in other areas. But instead, they spent the money on up upgrading the contracts of all of those players. Now, Max Crosby was a good move. No question about that. But this Darren Waller deal, they spent no time or effort to go out and improve offensive line, but they paid Darren Waller. Um you see her or you heard her points there. It's hard to argue with that. And it rings true now, four months later. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. How many times in this show have we, have I said Alex Bars is not the answer at guard? Whether you put him <laughs> on the left side, you put him on the right side, not yeah. the answer. The Raiders apparently aren't high on John Simpson. He's been benched. Right. Uh, Andre James is a solid starter there. Now they want to bring along Dylan Parham. I get it, but... Can you imagine if they had a an upgrade at one of those positions on the interior or on the or at right tackle? How how good this team would look um, on you know through four quarters instead of in spots? Yeah. Now, of course, hindsight is always twenty twenty. We can always look back and say, yeah, should have spent on an offensive line. But as Cynthia just said it, she said it before the deal went down. Raiders should spend money on the offensive line. As we all, a lot of people would agree with me when I say this. You build the playoff team inside out. Yep. That means your offensive line, you have to trenches. win in the trenches. Yes. You have to absolutely. be, you have to protect your quarterback, open lanes for your running back on the offensive side, and you have to get to the quarterback, stop the run on the defensive side. Now, the Raiders' run defense has been better than I expected, but when the, I, and I watch the Chiefs game, when the Raiders don't get a pass rush, now Chandler Jones and Max Crosby did a good job, don't get me wrong, getting a pass rush on Patrick Mahomes. But when those guys didn't get any pressure, 
that secondary, the back seven of the Raiders, isn't good enough to to survive nope. when Max Crosby and Chandler Jones aren't getting a pass rush. No, it's evident right now, and I and I think highly of again, I think highly of Nate Hobbs and Trayvon America. I think they're going to be fine. But yeah. right now, as of today, going into a week six bye, that back seven is not good enough to survive without a decent pass rush. Well, and Mo, you saw it in the first half when the Raiders did do well with that pass rush and were getting to Patrick Mahomes consistently before the Chiefs had amazing halftime adjustments on offense and changed the whole game. They really did because there was there was pass rush, but it was not getting home like it was in the first half. It put all the pressure on the back seven, as you mentioned, and that was disastrous. But back to Waller. So we look at Darren Waller, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put up on the screen now um, the the Pro Football Reference uh, when we look at stats. You look at Darren Waller sitting there, uh, career 70 games, uh, receptions 286, just under 3,500 yards with 17 touchdowns. Now we all know his early career, what happened uh, going back to Baltimore in 2015. But you look at particularly the last uh, three seasons and counting, the, obviously, this season, the first five games. Mo, 2020, he goes to the Pro Bowl, 1,196 yards, 1,200 yards, basically. Uh, he gets nine touchdowns, has just a great year. Then last year, plays just 11 games and, and uh, compiles half as many yards, 665 and only two scores so far through just under a third of the season this year, 16 receptions, 175 yards, one score. Now, I know it's only been five games, my man, but uh, that's what that's what you see when a player's abilities are declining, whether it's because of injuries or other things. Some players just fall off. In the case of Darren Waller, as you mentioned, going back now uh, to last season, uh, the last time he played 16 games was in 2019. He played 15. He missed one, but was injured in three others in, in 2020, uh, by the way, even though he had a great year at 1,200 yards. Uh, and then last year with the injuries, missing uh, six games, and then this year now missing one game and not performing great in the others. Um, you're stuck, right, Mo? I mean, you're stuck. You just hope that they can revive him. Uh, that he gets healthy, that the hamstring issue with another week off will be good, and that he gets his focus back. That's what has concerned me, not only the injuries, but throughout the course of the first four games were the drops and and some of the seemingly um, easy things that he's done in the past that he just doesn't seem to be executing. British fans might want to cover their ears when I say this, but... <laughs> When people rank tight ends, right, and they say well, Travis Kelsey's on a level of his own, and then you have Darren Wally, you have Mark Andrews, George Kittle. I'm not too high on George Kittle because, to me, he's he's injured way too much for my life as well. Yeah. But I know Raiders fans are going to get upset when you compare Travis Kelsey and, and Darren Waller. But the reason the gap is so wide, not so wide, but the reason there's a significant gap between them is because of multiple things here. Travis Kelsey, to my knowledge, is usually available. Can't say the same for Darren Waller over the last two years. The other thing that I, I wanted to point out when you had Darren Waller's stats up, what, you, what fans need to understand, when you look at his statistics and all the box score looks great and everything, 1,100 yards looks fantastic, but he's only had one year with really good red zone production. Now, I know he was on Bust with the Boys, and he basically said that John Gruden didn't have a plan for him in the red zone. But even after John Gruden had to resign because of his emails, 
And now this year, with well and his drops, still not as effective in the red zone. Not nearly right. effective in the red zone as Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey had four touchdowns in that one game. I think that's more than Darren Wallace had. What in 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 what has he had in the last two years? Three, three, three touchdowns. So Travis Kelsey eclipsed that in one game. football game. Yes. yes, that's what separates a great tight end from a really good one. Right. A tight end that's going to get you in the end zone. A tight end you can depend on when you're inside the 10-20. I know it's crowded inside the 10-20. and 20. A lot of big bodies in there. But you know what? Travis Kelsey gets it done. And I don't want to absolve Derek Carr because Derek Carr's red zone passing isn't great either. Let's be honest about that. But the pattern with Waller is one year with really good red zone production or touchdown production. I believe he had nine touchdowns in one year. Other than that, not reliable inside the 20. No, not reliable inside the 20. And you look at the number of receptions, you go back to that big year in 2020 where Darren Waller had 107 receptions, the only time he ever had 100-plus receptions. Then in 2021, I know he missed six games, but he, he just 55 receptions. Remember, even before the injury, Mo. He was not playing that great. He had some issues. I don't know if it was the injuries that were lingering and it started because that is a, a more debilitative injury that 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 um, stretches out over time. But he went. His production was cut exactly in half last year, exactly in half. So coming off a year where he was injured, missed six games, and put up half the numbers he did the previous year, they gave him the race. And so. Again, I know all the fans want to give guys money all that they can because they love them. But in reality, from a football decision standpoint, this one could really haunt this offensive team. They might be they might be prevented, even with the cap going up and all that, from going out and getting that extra player next year because of now having to pay Darren Waller. Here's what drives me nuts. And I don't want to say just <laughs> fans say this because I hear I hear analysts say this, too. What do I care what they pay a player? It's not my money. Right. And that 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 drives me nuts because if you understand the way the cap works, if you understand the way money works, if you understand the way uh, these rosters work, you play a certain guy, big money, that takes away money from other places. So you may not care what you know what the team pays them because it's not your money. But guess what? When you overpay a guy, that hurts you from signing another guy who can help you at a weak position. Now you talked about the linebacker core. We talked yep. about, you know, the secondary other areas that you can improve if, instead of playing Waller. doesn't happen out because you've paid him. Can't take it back. Not your money, but guess what? Waller has that money. Can't take it back. Now you have to bargain bin shop. If you need help <laughs> at other spots, it's not ideal, but back to Waller, just focusing on him. I don't, I don't want to make it seem like we're we're coming down just on him because he's not the only issue right now. But when you have a guy coming in <laughs> and he's had these injury issues and usually you pay a guy after a, a good or really good year, that's ideally what you want. You want a guy right. coming off of a great year. Now, of course, you have the the one-year wonders, the guys who flash only in a contract year. That's an issue too. But sure it is. ideally, you, you don't want to pay top dollar to a guy who's coming off of an injury-riddled season and was inefficient. To me, it just didn't make sense. And this is why I campaigned to either wait till the middle of the season or pay him for just this year. Because if it if it went sideways as it's going right now, then you can say, okay, we, we're on the hook for 2022. But guess what? We can pivot in 2023. 
Right. Now you're on the hook for multiple years, and it looks like a mistake right now. We'll see what happens after the buy, but he has to pick it up. Right. And and the thing is, you have a young tight end behind him in Foster Moreau. Now, Foster Moreau, it's hard to say because, you know, concussion is a concussion, right? It can happen. But Foster Moreau's had injury problems, too. And so, so he's had t- he's had a tough time staying out there, uh, and and hopefully he recovers from the concussion quickly and can get back out there because they need him. But Darren Waller's inability to get on the field against Kansas City, Murph said it was the the reason he felt they lost the game. Uh, it certainly was one of them. I agree with him there. And 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 you got to be able to do it. And and listen, Darren Waller has to stay healthy. He has to prove it out. The fans are down on him. They just are. And 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 I can understand why. They all stuck up for him, wanted him to get paid and all that jazz. And it happened, and they haven't seen anything for it. So I think this time off, Mo, is going to be huge for him and for this team because they need, they need him to win. I really believe that. If they're going to turn the season around and at least make a run at the playoffs, no matter how serious it is, they're going to have to get production out of that position. You know in Josh McDaniel's offense how important it is, and right now they don't have anybody. So I have a feeling we won't see anything this week, but going into next week, if the Raiders go out and activate or sign another tight end, that's going to be a terrible sign for them. Yeah, absolutely. It means that they don't think Darren Waller is close to coming back or he's going to miss multiple games. But what I will say is this – one thing I want to make clear is that, and I see this out there, and there are a lot of people questioning Darren Waller's passion for the game. Oh, he doesn't want to play. I, I would be careful with those type of statements because you don't know what's going on in a guy's head. You don't know, you know what he's thinking. I don't want to say Darren Waller is not invested in the team because, to me, his teammates will have a better answer for that. They, sure. they are, they're around him in the locker room. They see him every almost every day. They know if he's motivated or not. I'm not going to judge that all the way from New York City across the country. But what I will say is that whatever is going on with him has to be straightened out during a bye because if it's not, it's going to look like one of the worst signings of the offseason if he doesn't pick it up after week six. No question. All right, we're going to take our second break as we finish up our Darren Waller conversation, and uh, we're going to transition into some just general thoughts about the Raiders as they head into this bye. And then don't forget, we will have our mailbag show tomorrow. We'll preview that as well. You're listening to Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast with Scott and Mo. We'll be back right after this.